0: Hi, I'm Steve, and this is the Train Professional Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? If you couldn't tell by the title and by that intro... I'm going to be doing a solo podcast today. This is kind of strange because I'm used to my my co-host sitting right here, being able to talk to him, bounce my thoughts off of him and just get general opinions from him. But I'm ready to get into this episode, talk some football, my favorite thing in the world. Real quick before we start, I just wanted to give a quick apology that I was late on the last episode upload because I fell asleep when I was trying to edit it. I couldn't get it out that Thursday morning, so I had to get it out Friday night. I'm sorry about that, won't happen again. This one's gonna be right on time, Monday morning. You should be able to listen to this and should be just fine. So we got our top players of the week, like we always do. Uh, I'm doing six because Tommy is not here to talk about his favorite players, but I'm sure he probably would've chosen some of the same. So first up, I got Joe Mixon. He had 25 attempts for 151 yards, two touchdowns at a rate of six yards per carry. He also had six receptions, 30 yards, and another touchdown on top of all that, all accumulating for a 40-plus fantasy point game. Wow. I mean, he actually threw up an absolute dud against the Browns. No one was really expecting much of him today against, well, Jaguars' defense is pretty bad. But no one was expecting this out of Joe Mixon. He was probably a fade for most people this week, so it's too bad for the people who had him on their bench. But yeah, absolutely a killer game. So I think that they're attributing this win to the wrong Joe, and they should be attributing to Joe Mixon as opposed to Joe Burrow. All right, number two has got to be Dak Prescott for me. My goodness gracious, the Cowboys love to throw the football. He went 41 of 58 attempts for 502 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. That's a completion percentage of 71%. I have an interesting fact right here. 73% of the plays today were passing plays in the Browns v. Cowboys game for the Cowboys. Now, this is ridiculous. I mean... To be fair to the Cowboys, if I had the weapons that they do have, then I would be running as many pass plays as possible also. Just to give you an idea, CeeDee Lamb had seven targets, five receptions, 79 yards, two touchdowns. That's his first touchdown and his second touchdown in his NFL career. Amari Cooper had 16 targets, 12 receptions, 134 yards, and one touchdown. Huge game for Coop. And their tight end, Dalton Schultz. Had eight targets, four receptions, 72 yards, and one touchdown. If you started Dalton Schultz, you're a happy guy. I started him in my most important league in fantasy, so he put up a nice solid 15-point game for me. So I'm very happy with that production. I think that he's going to keep producing in this offense, so keep him on your rosters. Obviously, C.D. Lamb and Mamari Cooper are must-starts just about every week now because this offense loves to throw the football. Kudos to Dak Prescott for facilitating this offense and being pretty efficient with the football and throwing it this many times. That's ridiculous. They did end up losing the game because their defense can't do anything. I'll talk about it a little bit later. Number three on the list, Odell Beckham. He had eight targets, five receptions, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. Also, he had two rushing attempts for 73 yards and a touchdown. Now, in case anyone is wondering, that's a 36.5 yards per attempt average maybe they should hand off the ball to Odell Beckham instead now that Nick Chubb is out but amazing game from Odell really haven't seen him utilized like that before really like he doesn't do too many jet sweep plays but he did it today and it worked out great he is speedy so this kind of made sense that you should run with him very good use of him today awesome game Let's see if this continues throughout the season. He was talking about there not being numbers for him this year, and he was kind of just going to be a facilitator for the offense. But if this continues, the Cleveland Browns are definitely going to be a passing offense, and Odo Beckham is going to be a large part of that. I got number four, Dalvin Cook. He had 27 attempts for 130 yards, two touchdowns, 4.8 yards per attempt. Just to give you an idea of, so he had a better week this week than he did last week, fantasy-wise. But last week, he had 22 attempts for 181 yards. That is 8.2 yards per attempt. He is a monster, and I'm so happy I have him in a lot of my leagues. There was some talk About him maybe opting out of the season. But this has been amazing. And I'm very happy for the production of Dalvin Cook. Uh, A little bit of a scare at the beginning of his career. But really he's just become an absolute super stud. Clocking it at number 5. I had to put him here. Tom Brady. We were hating on him at the beginning of the season. Saying he looked old. Look at him now. 30 for 46. 65% completion percentage. 369 yards. Five touchdowns, and then he had a pick six. But overall, very, very good day for TV 12. He was able to distribute the football very well, spread around evenly to his offense. There was a chart today I saw. There was like at least, I think, 15 players with a target or a reception from Tom Brady. Wow. Um, did not expect this sort of production at age 43 on a different offense that he's never been with before. Bruce Arians has been doing a great job. They are three and one. I did not think anything of this Tampa Bay team. Their defense is much better than they were advertised to be. Tom Brady is playing very good football, being a good offensive facilitator, being the system quarterback that he's good at being. Last guy I have here is DJ Chark. He is that entire Jaguars offense. He had nine targets, eight receptions, ninety-five yards, and two touchdowns. This guy has talent. And Gardner Minshew loves to throw to him. He's definitely a buy-in fantasy after this week. We saw how much Gardner Minshew missed him after that week three loss to Miami. This is definitely someone that you want on all of your fantasy teams. And Gardner Minshew also, that's the kind of the missing component that we had against Miami. DJ Chark is definitely gonna help Gardner Minshew. A couple guys that just missed the list. Adam Thielen had a very, very good game today. Antonio Gibson had kind of a little breakout game today. He has the same amount of touchdowns as James Robinson, which leads rookie running backs, or I think rookies in general. So right now they're leading the rookie class in touchdowns. And I think James Robinson was undrafted and Antonio Gibson was uh, drafted in the third round. Go figure. And the last guy that just barely missed. I promised you all I wouldn't put him on if he didn't pass for 300 yards. Josh Allen just missed the list with 288 yards. To be fair to him, he had a very, very good game today. Just not as insane as he normally has been. And I'm sure we'll see him on the list next week. All right, I'll get back to you with our news section and your questions to the professionals. (laughs) We got some recent news and your questions addressed to the professionals. All right. So two running back injuries, two big ones. Nick Chubb injured. Not really sure what it was. It's something to do with his knee. He got rolled over on. Uh, He walked off the field just fine to the locker room. No sort of indication as to what's going on with him. He didn't leave the stadium with anything, I don't think. There hasn't been any reports of him, so we're just going to have to kind of wait on that. I'm pretty sure he's probably going to get an MRI. Another guy, Austin Eckler, he is definitely going to miss a few weeks. He was seen leaving the stadium with a knee brace and crutches, so he's going to get an MRI. I don't think it's anything too serious because he was able to kind of hobble off. Okay, so, I'm a little late on this one, obviously. We couldn't talk about this Thursday because the news hadn't broke yet. Cam Newton got coronavirus, and the Chiefs-Patriots game got postponed to tomorrow night. So, game of the week, in my opinion. I uh, I think maybe the NFL has it at that as that, too. With Cam Newton out, the Patriots have zero chance of winning this game. They might have had a small one before, like a fighter's chance. Now, there's just absolutely nothing. It, like... Okay, yes, like statistically they might have a chance. But this is not Patriots hate. This is just my opinion. If the Bills didn't have Josh Allen today versus the Raiders, I would have predicted the Bills to lose. So and the Chiefs are a much better team than the Raiders, and so on and so forth. So yes, this is kind of scary. Reality is kinda of set in with this whole coronavirus thing and now there's starting to be games postponed so this trend is kind of starting to you know lift off and i think that people are going to start seeing this maybe maybe they were a little bit more lax with kind of what they were doing at home and they might stay at you know they might stay with their families more and they might not go out as much i don't think they were going out anyways as much but i think that they're going to kind of see this and they're going to say okay We don't want to ruin the whole season. Football is great. So let's just kind of band together and not have this happen. So that's all the news I have for this week. And now we're going to get to your questions. So we have three questions that were submitted to us. Guys, listen up. This is a win-win for both of us. Okay, I'm going to give you a shout out. If you submit a question, I'm going to answer all of them. If you have a question on your mind, we will answer it 100%. Just DM us on Instagram, at TPP Sports, and we will get to you. And now, this week, I'm announcing it again. We're going to do it next Sunday also. So you have a whole week to get your questions in. Make sure you get them to us, and we will read them off. First question I have is not a football-related question whatsoever. From at Clement underscore nine, what is our favorite ice cream flavor? So, mine, personally... Is vanilla with Josh's Jacks on top. Josh Allen cereal. I love me some Josh's Jacks. I love me some vanilla ice cream. It's a match made in heaven. But if I feel like I'm gonna get a little wild, I'm gonna go for some Oreo. Now, complete shot in the dark. Tommy's not here, so he can't answer the question, but I think his is chocolate. I think he loves his chocolate ice cream. I'm not 100% sure about that, but Maybe, I bet it's some sort of specific thing, probably, that I don't know about at all, but I think he likes ice creams that are more on the chocolate side. All right, so the next two are kind of more football-related. From at Pablo Maserati, why do we hate the Patriots? Well, yes, I wish the Patriots do bad, of course, but that's I, I don't think that classifies me as very hating of them, but... Well, for me, as a Bills fan, number one, they're in my division. So I don't like any of the teams in my division. I don't like the Jets. I don't like the Dolphins. I mean, I hate those less because they're not good. I hate the Patriots, I guess you could say, because they've been good for the past 20 years. And as a Bills fan, to see them succeed, it's kind of just like rubbing salt in the wound of us being so mediocre. I mean, if I was like an NFC East fan right now, you know, you could at least kind of have some sort of condolence in the fact that the rest of the teams in the NFC East are also pretty bad. So you're not necessarily as hating like, you know, if you're a Washington football team fan, you probably hate the Cowboys. But yes, those are the main two reasons. Another kind of reason I don't like them is just the way their football team is run Uh, This is kind of how the Bills ran their football team for the past two years, but now I'm happy to see it kind of transition into something different. So it was a defensive team that ran very boring offense. They would run the ball, do a little dump off pass to Edelman, and they would just get like five yards every play. No sort of deep shots, you know, in the Randy Moss year, obviously there was a few with him getting all those touchdowns, and that was that must have been really fun to watch. I didn't get to see very much of it because I was younger then. But yes, that's that's what I remember of the Patriots offense is just the slow matriculation down the field that was just as boring as watching paint dry or grass grow. And yeah defensive team that like it would be a low scoring game and you would lose always so it just wasn't always fun it's just I just don't like watching Bills versus Patriots games especially but now that they have Cam Newton it's a little bit more exciting so I like them a little bit better now but I obviously hope for them to do bad because now that the Bills are good especially I want the Patriots to do bad so that the Bills can win the division so I hope that provides a sufficient answer to your question all right this is from at sean f three zero one who will come out of the NFC East okay so none of them are good <laughs> all right like who has the most talent really I mean this is what this is what the NFC East has turned into there is absolutely no team chemistry on any of these teams so for me it's between the Eagles and the Cowboys obviously I think probably the Cowboys are going to come out of here. They have the most talent and Dak Prescott is playing really well and so are the receivers and Ezekiel Elliott is really good. So uh, I don't think that The odd defenses in the NFC East can stop that, so I think that the Cowboys are going to be able to win all of their NFC East games against their opponents. The Eagles' defense is not doing so great right now. But the one downfall to the Cowboys is their atrocious defense. They cannot play defense for the life of them. I just saw a meme today. Uh, It was Dallas' defensive coordinator and showed James Harden with the headset on. So, yes, that's that's precisely what their defense is. Yes, I think it's going to be the Cowboys. Washington football team doesn't have enough on offense. Uh, Their defense is actually pretty. I'd say they're like a top half of the league unit. You know, that's I think that's a very fair assessment. But their offense is not going to do anything even against that Cowboys defense. So, yeah, and I think that the Cowboys could take on that defense pretty well. Um, Then the Giants are in shambles right now. Sterling Shepard is on IR. Their defense, Saquon Barkley went down, who was their main component of their offense and I, I'm not sure exactly if they thought they had a chance this year I'm, I'm not sure what the Giants sort of train of thought was are they are they kind of rebuilding still or like are they trying to make a push I don't know yeah Daniel Jones is still developing their defense is needs a lot of work I think those are all the teams in the NFC East long story short I think the Cowboys are going to win and those are all the questions we had this week make sure to submit questions to us. We will read them off. We'll give you a shout out on the pod. DM them to us at TPP Sports before next Sunday at 4 p.m. And we will read them off to you. All right. I'm going to come back to you with my narratives after week four. And we will wrap it up after that. section of the show which is my thoughts after week four so i got a couple of things written down here um number one on my list is why are we not talking about how bad the texans are we need to stop making excuses for this team they are not good period I don't know what Bill O'Brien was thinking trading away DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know what he was thinking with this offense. I don't know what they did with that second round pick they got with David Johnson. They didn't. They clearly didn't spend it on offense because they don't have any sort of weapons besides Will Fuller, who had a huge drop today. I mean, it, it would have been an insane catch if he caught it. But yeah, there's just nothing there. The defense is not playing good. They have to take a long, deep look at themselves and say, what exactly are we doing here? The owner of the Texans should fire Bill O'Brien, get someone else in there, or at least have a different GM. I mean, he's an okay play caller, not really that great. He's really limiting Deshaun Watson. That's all I got to say about the Texans. They just lost to the 0-4 Vikings, who don't even have a defense at this point, in my opinion. Vikings, way to go today you pulled one out I predicted that they would win because the Texans don't have anything all right moving on I have the bills are four and oh for the first time since 2008 that year I think we ended up going six and ten anyways let's just hope that it's uh not a repeat of that The only undefeated teams right now still left are the Chiefs, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Tennessee Titans, and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, The only one of those that are 4-0 is the Seattle Seahawks. So the Chiefs still have to play. And technically, this is a bye for the Titans and the Steelers. The Bills have the Titans next week. So I'm looking forward to continuing our undefeated record into going against the Chiefs. Um and maybe winning that game. No, I'm not I'm not that crazy to predict that, but I definitely think we're going to beat the Titans this week. More to come. Week 5 NFL preview. I couldn't go this whole podcast without not talking about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, This is a new era of Bills football. We're an offensive team. Josh Allen is playing out of his mind. Today was kind of a boring game, but I'll tell you what—we actually had two defensive turnovers, which is absolutely amazing. And it could have been like four or five. Honestly, there was like—I think there was five fumbles in that game. That was that was a very good showing by the defense. Josh Norman's uh, Buffalo debut—he had a forced fumble, and I think he had um, a couple knockdowns. He played very well. I, I don't know if he's helping out this defense a lot or something. I don't know. But he actually wasn't even going to go in because one of our guys got injured. And then he went in after that. So, And we started playing really well. Our defensive line kind of stepped it up today. Now, I, I still want them to get more penetration. But very good job by the coverage unit today. Even though Derek Hart did put up 300 yards. It was not easy for him. Very good for the Bills so far. Uh, this is about one individual player. Stefan Diggs is now a consistent fantasy producer. For years now. It's I think he was on the Vikings for four years. He was so frustrating because you would look at him and you'd say he'd have these absolutely monstrous games. And then he'd put up like a dud of three points and you're just like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to rip my hair out because I can't do anything with you. I have to leave you on my bench because you're not going to be there for me every single week consistently. Well, that is no more. He has put up 10 plus fantasy points every single week. And he's Josh Allen's favorite target by far. They have developed a chemistry quicker than most quarterbacks and receivers normally do. He is now under. Uh, he has now been lifted of the curse of Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen's having a very good year too so i think this has just been great for both franchises and they spent that first round pick on Justin Jefferson who's working out very well for the Vikings so you know it's kind of just a win-win-win for everyone and Stefan Diggs is I'm so happy to have him on my team no one has any idea how good he is really it's just yeah he, he was he's been so underrated because he just has been so inconsistent but now he's breaking out kind of again everyone knew how good he was everyone knew the talent was there but now he's probably getting the respect that he deserves so that is awesome all right, my last thought after week four is kind of this continuation of the injury bug. On top of that, we've been having the coronavirus cases too, and it's just kind of been a bad storm so far. These injuries have just been coming. A lot of guys have been questionable for games, a lot of game time decisions, and it's been happening on every single team in the NFL. At least one star player on your team has been injured. This is unprecedented in the NFL. I mean, I think like most of the top 10 players picks in fantasy this year have been injured and have been listed at least as questionable once. A lot of this has to do with kind of unprecedented times with football and I hope that this does not continue. I hope that the NFLPA does something about this. I'm not sure exactly what you can do, but at least for the Buffalo Bills, I'm very happy to have our uh, medical facilities That's like the best In the NFL Easily I'm not sure If you can say that About every single Other organization Looking at the Chargers And the Tyra Taylor incident So you have the backups in It's just not the same At that point Like look at the 49ers I mean Yeah they're playing Out of their minds Sure but Yeah it's just You don't recognize Anyone really And it, you know They might They might earn A starting spot Because of this This is their chance To really step it up And that's cool and all For them But Yeah, this is not the same sort of football that we've been used to watching. Definitely something to monitor throughout the season. See if it kind of continues and hope that it really doesn't. So that's going to do it for us tonight. Very awesome week four. Bills are 4-0. I could not be happier. Poor Washington football team. One more thing before I end the podcast. Uh, RG3 on the first snap against his old team... Threw me an interception. I mean that if that just isn't poetry in motion right there, I don't know what is. But yeah, very tragic loss for the Washington football team today. Uh, they actually had some life in them, so it gives me a little bit of confidence for you guys. I was rooting for the Washington football team, if anyone was wondering, because yeah, you always you always root for the underdog, really. But yeah, this is. I'm going to talk about this more in the Week Five NFL preview, but. I don't think that Lamar Jackson is that good. It's a little bit of a teaser. So make sure to tune in, hear what I have to say about that. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have an awesome week. We'll catch you Thursday morning.